Here on this podcast, we try to discuss a concept called audacious faith. But what is that? And you know what it is? It is a refusal to settle for the status quo. It is a refusal to give up on the great things that we feel that God has called us to do in our life. It is, as we always say, the audacity to believe that God has put us on this earth, not just to exist, but to make a huge difference in the world. And that is what we're gonna discuss today. I just recently came back from a trip to a little town called Wild Peach Village in the post office town of Brazoria, Texas. Now you say, where is Wild Peach Village? And a lot of people don't know, I didn't know either. It is a town with a population of 1,900 plus people. Now, when I say that, you heard me right. I didn't say 19,000, I said 1,900. A small church of about 45 to 50 people, mostly retired or close to it. And let me tell you something, don't be fooled by what I just told you as far as the impact that you think that a small church in a small town would be making because they are the perfect example of audacious faith. I saw things there and experienced things there that literally blew me away. And I want to share a lot of it with you today in this episode so you're not going to want to miss a single second. Thank you and welcome for joining us here now to episode 43 of the Audacious Faith Podcast. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're with me today. This is going to be one of the best ones as far as what I have to report. I truly saw audacious faith in action. Not that that hasn't been true for a lot of the guests that I've shared with you if they have just kind of like communicated their lives, but I saw it in action. You know, I went to Texas and traveled there with my wife, Val, also my church assistant, and assistant with everything Operation Christmas Child here, Debbie as well, along with her daughter, Lauren. And what we found there was absolutely incredible. A genuine group of people who truly have one desire in life, and you could say very accurately that they are obsessed with this, and that is to just love God, love others, and truly give a lot of effort and base all of what they're doing around a ministry to help reach children in need all around the world, not only with shoebox gifts, but also with the gospel of Jesus, which leads to life. And what a great example and experience it was. I honestly have a whole bunch of stuff that I have to share with you today, and it's all in my head. I've only been back four days, and it's still all there. So who knows what's going to come out? There's no script or anything like that, but I definitely want to encourage you with what I saw. Well, back in episode 10, I introduced you to a couple, a pastor and wife, Mark and Sherry Brumbelow. You can go back there. We're going to show that little thumbnail right now. And you can go back there and you can take a look at that episode. You're not going to want to miss it. And it tells a lot of the story of what they're doing as a church. But you know what? It's one thing to tell a story. It's one thing to relate some things on camera. But for us to go back and actually see these people in action 
and to see them living their faith, to see the genuine love that they had, not only for what they were doing, but also the genuine love and fellowship that they had for each other as well. It was refreshing, and to be honest with you, it was a reminder to me of what faith, audacious faith, was really supposed to be. In many ways, you would go back there and say, there's nothing fancy about the church. The buildings are of average size, not humongous in any way. No things and frills that often we say that are required and needed in churches today. There was no fancy lighting system. There was no fancy sound system. In fact, there wasn't even a sound system. We're talking about a room with a couple of bathrooms, a nursery, uh, a main sanctuary, a kitchen off to the side so they could prepare great food, which they did for fellowship. And then all the other rooms, for the most part, were used for packing shoe boxes. And it was just such a wonderful time. And I want to definitely share some sights and sounds from that today. Well, I'm going to show you right now, first of all, we're going to bring up on the screen while I'm talking to you, the little chalkboard. Nothing fancy about this chalkboard. It's not even a dry erase board. Just an old-fashioned chalkboard. And you can see on that chalkboard that there are numbers on that board. And what that board is showing is this is their goal for the year and what they're trying to reach, about 13,500 shoeboxes. Now, that's incredible because with Operation Christmas Child, one thing we know is that about one out of every six children that are receiving a shoebox end up coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Statistics also show that basically every shoebox not only affects that one child, but has an impact in some way in approximately 10 people. So when you talk about 13,500, you're looking at about 135,000 people that they're going to be impacting just this year alone. And remember, they did 13,000 last year, and they did many of the years before that. So quite an inspiration. You can see on this chalkboard that what they're doing is they had penciled in or chalked in what they had done so far, and they've got it all mapped out. They actually do 10 of these packing parties, usually the last Saturday of the month, every month for 10 months, okay? And then what we did, though, is we have to understand that there's a lot of preparation that actually went into this, and we got to go along uh, with Pastor Mark and Sherry and actually do this. I'm going to show you right now. We're going to bring up a clip of one of the wholesale places that we went to. And this particular wholesale place was just full of aisle after aisle after aisle after aisle. You see, a lot of people, when they pack shoe boxes, they think, you know, they'll go to the Dollar Tree or something like that. And you can do that for some items. But if you would just go out and try to buy items and put it in a shoebox like I did personally the first year I ever tried that, it usually costs you about $20 or more. And if you do that, which a lot of people do, you're not going to be able to pack nearly as many shoeboxes as if you're doing that for about 6 to $8, maybe $9 per shoebox. You can do much, much more. So that's what they do. They don't just show up. They go out and they have found... As you can in many places, they have actually found wholesale suppliers, wholesale warehouses, 
wholesale places. And you can see on this one, just aisles and aisles as we show you this video as well. And then we went, that, that was like beauty supplies and combs and different things like that. But then we went to this really cool one as well, where there's just aisle after aisle of toys. You can see Pastor Mark in this particular video kind of talking to the wholesale store owner. And they know each other because they go in there regularly. How much fun? Did you go through um, Toys R Us or some of these big toy stores when you were a kid and you just got to see aisles and aisles of toys? Well, that's how some of these warehouses are, except it's not a fancy retail store. And they get a lot of this stuff at very, very great prices so that they can buy them in massive bulk. Here, this next video you're going to see is, I'm, I'm clicking it, that'll be my hand that you see on there, and, and it's like one of these little character fans, and it's kind of cool. I love kind of clicking that. I could play with that thing all day long. And then check out this one. This is a video of a fancy ball that's going to light up, and Pastor Mark's going to demonstrate that for us. I'm going to kind of quit talking for a second so you can hear him on this particular thing and hear the music. Toys, toys, toys. toys, wholesale. And then on and on we went. Just toys, 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 a whole bunch of it. And what they did is they gathered all this together so that they would be able to then pack it up and prepare it in all kinds of different rooms. So when it came time for the packing party, they were just going to do box after box after box in just a matter of of a few hours, and I'm gonna show you that in just a moment. Well, here we are, and we're spending some time out in the area of Wild Peach. We're at their home, outside, having a nice little barbecue that we had out there, and seeing some fireflies, which is a sight that I don't see much in Southern California. So it was a really, really great time. Just kind of, I guess we'll use Southern California talk, just kind of chilling out there. I'm not sure what they call it in Texas. I'm sure they'll tell me. But we had a really, really great time there just spending time talking about all the things that the Lord had been doing and how he had miraculously provided over and over again, not just for the materials for these boxes, but it costs money to ship the boxes. And this particular church, this small church, has made the commitment to basically not send any boxes that they cannot also send the money for the shipping for those boxes. Now think about this, 13,000 boxes, and you add up $9 a box for shipping, that's quite substantial. How in the world is this possible? That's what I'm telling you, audacious faith, to make that kind of statement. And yet there's story after story of how God has provided miraculously over and over again. Now why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because God calls each and every one of us to also have audacious faith. And I saw the example of this, where there's a commitment and they're trusting God and they're moving forward, sending funds often when they don't even have the funds. And yet time after time, God miraculously just provided over and over again, not once, not twice, but multiple times, year after year. We need to learn from this. It really impressed upon my heart that my faith, even though I talk about being audacious all the time, 
my faith was nowhere near as big, and I'm not giving God as much credit and as much trust as I need to be doing in life. Now, if that's true for me, I'm only suspecting that that's also possibly true for some of you that are also watching this video episode today. And I want to challenge you. If these people could do it, and they faithfully are, we need to see that God is the same, not only today, but as he was yesterday and as he will be forever. All throughout eternity, our God is a faithful, all-powerful, all-knowing, providing God who is sovereign and is completely in control. That should encourage you. The only thing he asks us is four words. Do we trust him? And if we do, we will move forward with audacious faith and you will be amazed at how he will continue to show his glory over and over again. Well, let me show you some more video clips. We go here to the next day. You know, a lot of churches, they say this, that when it comes to people of faith, 20% of the people do about 80 to 90% of the work. That's not true at Grace Baptist Church in Wild Peach Village in Texas. Look at this. You got people, this is actually a Friday afternoon, and you've got a good majority, a very high percentage of their church is here having a great old time prepping to get everything ready. Because when it comes time to packing that 14, 1500 boxes that they're going to do the next day, it just doesn't happen automatically. You got to unpackage this stuff. You got to move it around. You got to put it in the right rooms. You got to get it ready. You got to get it all set so that the next day it's going to go very smoothly. Now, in a lot of cases, you have just a few people doing all the work. But the great thing about how God has transformed this particular church is that the people are serving together. You got young people with older people. You got people that are five and you got people that are 80. And they're right next to each other doing this. This is something that should be taking places in congregations all around the globe. If that would be true, I mean, loving God and loving others and serving others, that's something that brings people together with a common purpose. And it was a refreshing, very refreshing sight to see. Here I'm showing you a little video. Pastor Mark took me out. They have a storage container that God miraculously provided. And you can see in this particular video, I'm going to go ahead and get quiet so you can hear him. These are boxes that have already been packed before we even started. As you can see, it's all the way back stacked up. And this is the April party. So this is only New Year's Eve, end of January, end of February, end of March, right? And this is what is already done. You've already, what? what's your number already? Uh, oh man. Put you on the 5751, 50, maybe. 5751, already. And the April one is about to begin. Another thing that a lot of the people did is, even though it's hard to do this in complete bulk, there's some customary things that go into it as well. Look at these neat little cars. And one of their members there, uh, by the name of Mike, actually has spent time not only making some custom-made fishing kits, which I don't have depicted here in the video, but also has learned, even though he didn't do woodworking before, he actually learned how to make these neat little cars. And so he'll make as many as he can for each packing party, and some of those go in a box, and you know that that's going to be a great, great gift 
uh, that's going to be received so well by some of those kids. Those cars are going to last for years and years and years. So I really liked them. And he gave me the pattern on how to do it too. So we're going to see how that gets going in the future. But anyways, let's go to this clip. This is the next day, and this is on a Saturday, and you can see so many people that are there. In fact, not only are there church people there, but they have other, quote-unquote, honorary church members that live far away that come, in some cases, traveling over four hours on the last Saturday of the month to get there because they love participating and helping out in this project so much. And what a great time they're having. You can see in these clips that people are going around and they're walking all over the place constantly for a few hours, but they're having a great time doing it. And even though there's a lot of things that are done in bulk, it's also a custom experience because you're thinking about each kid that you're there and what age group you're picking and whether it's a girl or whether it's a boy. And every box in some way has some prayer that goes into it and it's just a little bit different on the way that it's packed. And then you'll also see that people are in different positions. There's some that are refilling stuff and there's some that are at the table and they're finishing the processing of the boxes. And then you'll see in these videos that there's people that are putting it in the cartons and then that's getting all put up there. It's a true team effort. They say that teamwork makes the dream work and that is definitely true here when it comes to this example of audacious faith. But you know what? It's work but it's also fun. And no time of faith or service could be complete without a time of fellowship and some food. And that's one thing that we get to do as a community of faith, right? We get to enjoy being with each other. And people were eating and bringing food and just having a great old time. You see some of that here. I just absolutely loved it. And then, what was the result? Let's listen carefully right now for the announcement. Our visitors that were here, we appreciate so much you being here. But uh, but y'all have packed 1,581. Now, they, they say that each shoe box will in some way impact about 10 people with the gospel message. People, I can't really wrap my mind around that, but what that means is that today, a little rural church has impacted 15,180 people, 810 people with the gospel. That's, that's a big number of people. We can't do that. But, but God can through us. But now, God's given us the goal this year of 13,500. Shoe now, where it stands right now, our year-to-date total is 7,332 people. We're well over halfway to go in April. And uh, I praise God for where we're at now. Got a lot more to do. Our next packing party is what day, John? <laughs> it's the last Saturday of May. And that would be May 28th. May 28th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Y'all mark it down on your calendar. Plan to be here that day. And uh, we'll press on toward the goal that God's given. The holiday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. The holiday weekend. Okay. Monday is Memorial Day. 
Okay, Memorial Day weekend. How many of y'all can think of a better way to spend Saturday of Memorial Day weekend uh, than this? Y'all be here. Exciting stuff. And I got to spend the next day fortunately with the congregation got to bring a message to them and they were so encouraging i know they were a huge encouragement to my heart and i truly enjoyed the time and will never forget it here's a pic in the house there uh at the end and you can see that uh, this is the group there that we were there and we just had a great time so thank you so much to the people of grace baptist church and wild peach for your wonderful texas hospitality uh, we enjoyed it so much, and the impression that you made upon us is going to last for a lifetime, and we hope to see you again really soon. Now, as I've showed you all of this, for all of our viewers and those that are going to be watching this, why am I showing you this? Well, I would encourage you to, as I have in other episodes, participate in Operation Christmas Child. It is a fantastic ministry that is impacting people all around the world. But whether you do or whether you don't, one thing I wanted you to have impressed upon your heart the most is that the greatest thing that we can do as people of audacious faith is trust God, love him with all our heart, and then love our neighbor as ourself. We're to love God and serve others. You know, Solomon in the Old Testament, who was a man who pursued after many things, Every possession that you could possibly have, for the most part, he owned. If he was alive today, he would have all the latest Apple uh, products that were there, all the latest technology. He would have everything linked up. He would withhold nothing from himself. He experienced and owned it all. And all the things that we think will satisfy us in our life, will thrill us, will cause us to be able to feel less depressed or, or more fulfilled, Solomon experienced all of those things. There was nothing that the world could offer that he withheld from himself. And yet in Ecclesiastes, it tells us that he looked at all that his hands had acquired. He looked at everything that he had done and experienced, and he concluded that it was all vanity. It was like grasping for the wind. Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever tried grasping for the wind? Try going out there. In fact, try doing that today. Maybe go outside and see if you can grasp onto the wind. I will tell you that the result that more than likely will result from there is that not only will you not be able to catch and hold on to that wind, but people looking at you from afar will think you're a little bit crazy. Why? Because you can't do it. It just doesn't work. And that's how Solomon described the pursuit of happiness that many people try to go about these days. I'm going to accumulate it all. I'm going to buy it all. I know people that seemingly have to be spending money every single day. They're not happy if they're just staying at home or they're thinking or praying. They got to be out there. They got to buy something else. They got to put something else in their room. They got to have another possession. And you know what? The next day, you know what they need to do? They need to go out and find a way to buy something else or experience something else or go to another party or have another thrill or somehow get in another relationship because nothing ever seems right. The life of audacious faith, what did Solomon say? He said, this is the whole duty of man that I've come to the conclusion of after trying it the other way. You are to fear God and keep his commandments. He said that is the conclusion of the whole matter. That is the whole reason that we have been created to know 
and to glorify God. You know, there is nothing, there is nothing that we need God to do for us as far as providing because everything that we need as people of faith has already been done. Jesus gave his life on the cross. Jesus made it so that although we were dead, now we are alive. Jesus told us himself that he who has the Son has life. That life is eternal life. From this point forward, it'll never end. And it's a great, wonderful provision that God has given to us. Anything that we could possibly need, God has already done for us. And now what is our duty? Our duty is to live the life of audacious faith, which lives for him and lives to proclaim his glory and his truth to others. I want to encourage you to this life. The one who tries to save his life of this earth, Jesus said, is the one who actually will lose it. But the one who will follow after him, losing their personal life and preferences for the call that he has put before them, that is the person who actually will find it. A life that is more exciting, more amazing than you could possibly ever imagine. Now you may doubt what I'm saying. And at times, I think maybe even I have doubted what I'm saying. But that's what I saw face to face when I went to Wild Peach, Texas. And it's an impression upon me that I want to make sure doesn't go away. I want to encourage you to reach out. If the Lord's been speaking to your heart and you're looking for that life of audacious faith, you can reach me either by making a comment on this video on whatever platform that you're seeing, or you can email me at Senior. that's J-A-Y-G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R-S-R at gmail.com. You can also connect with me, and I encourage you to do so. You can connect with me by that name on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And who knows, in the future, might even add some other platforms to that. And why is that? Because I want to have a connection and bring some value and blessing to you, and I know that it will be mutual as we have that connection together. So please reach out to me. Tell me if the podcast has impacted you in some way. I'd love to hear from you and uh, just be a blessing to you in any way possible. Do me a favor as well. If you're watching this on whatever platform you are and you have not yet subscribed to this channel, please do so. We want as many people to be able to be blessed by this as possible and recommend this channel to your friends. I would appreciate it greatly. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you've been blessed by it. I want to challenge you to live that life of audacious faith that God is calling you to live. God bless you. I'll see you next time.